Hello and welcome back to Fireside. Today is another episode about pivoting. So you may have listened to episode four where I kind of said how the last few times that I've kind of put questionnaires or surveys out or just asked people what they're working on or what's troubling them, by far the biggest thing that most people said was pivoting and that was also true of when I put asked those on my newsletter list to submit questions for this podcast I had more than one about pivoting so back in episode four I promised a second follow-up episode on pivoting there is a very loud but very small plane going past outside my window so I'll just talk over that before we get into the juice of the episode. Right, so yes, there was a second question about pivoting, which was slightly different to the one before. In episode four, it was more about getting started on a pivot. And this one is much more in the middle of a pivot. So I thought this would be a good thing to talk about separately. So let me start off with reading the question. This person says, I run a small service-based business that I sort of slipped into five or six years ago. In the last year, I've let go of a few larger clients that I felt were no longer aligned with me. I now have space available to think about where I want to go with my work and it feels good, but also scary. I don't feel drawn to the business I have now and so I'm struggling between trying to grow it and make it more stable by filling the hole left by those clients, maybe finding a way to pivot within the current business a bit or maybe just taking that space and starting something completely new for myself. Thoughts. (laughs) Um, And also I get that feeling of just being like, thoughts, someone... (laughs) tell me what to do um and I really do empathize with this question asker because it feels very much like I could have written that um in that yeah I started a service-based business because that was the business I saw everybody else had and I didn't think much further about what I wanted to do than that and then I unlike this person let go of absolutely everything that I did so this person's been a bit more sensible than me um and kind of got to the point where I did have that space I generated this space and then I didn't really know what to do with it and the options were overwhelming um and it's a difficult thing to be in this place where you're doing this work that's no longer feeling aligned and maybe really never truly did because that's a very uncomfortable place to be especially when you work for yourself because the point is that you're doing some you should be doing something that feels aligned because otherwise why don't you have a prop like a day job right (laughs) you've got none of the benefits and all of the negatives of not having a day job here um so it feels very uncomfortable to be doing 
all this stuff that you don't really like doing and doesn't really feel aligned with you and therefore you want to push and rush to a point where it doesn't feel uncomfortable. But funnily enough, the best ideas don't come out of pushing and rushing and panicking and trying to get out of an uncomfortable situation. Sometimes we have to sit in the discomfort and take a little bit of time to figure things out. So for me, the ultimate reason that my attempts at pivoting over the last two years haven't worked out is financial. I never once had the financial breathing room to stop and consider what needed to change and what was really needed in my business. I was constantly firefighting, constantly having to come up with new quick schemes because I didn't have enough money (laughs) and I was constantly burning through savings when I was debating whether to apply for the part-time job I now have, I remember talking to my friend and her saying, well, do you actually have the choice to not do it? And I realised that no, I didn't. So it's very easy when we talk about pivoting to go along that very dreamy line, that very, oh, you know, just follow your heart and, you know, the rest will come, the money will follow, the money will follow. And actually, that's quite unhelpful (laughs) because if you don't have a safety net, you are not operating in a dreamy place where you're following your heart, you're operating out of panic and desperation and you're not ever going to have that space to figure out what it is you really want because you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay your rent next month. So for me if I was transplanted back to the beginning of my pivots now what I would have told myself is to make a little bit of space you know, drop a few clients, maybe drop a few launches, whatever the case is, but to use the existing business as a day job. So to keep doing those things that don't feel 100% aligned, but treat them as if you're working in a restaurant at night or you've got a part-time job as a receptionist or whatever it is, treat that business that you know isn't your future as something that is going to pay for that future. Because with restructuring and changing and pursuing the thing that you want, you have to buy yourself the space. Like I said, you're not making any good decisions from a place that needs to urgently make enough money to pay rent next month. And you're also not making good decisions from a place that is on the edge of burnout and can't go on. That's why I've always been really drastic with my pivots because I've been having to push things so hard and deal with that kind of real 
emotional exhaustion and you're just a flip-flopping from one place to the other and this panic is just really burning you out and not allowing you to make those good decisions and there's just no space there's no space to think or to feel about what you really want and no space to be able to imagine either when you are in that kind of drastic panicky place it's hard to imagine what else you could do so in order to buy yourself the space and I say buy yourself the space as in have enough money to feel safe and not operate out of panic to be have space and yet also no financial panic or low financial panic you have to be clear on your numbers you have to know what that safety number is you have to look at what you can cut out look at how far you're willing to go because you have to feel safe to pivot properly Now, what I'm not going to say is what those numbers are, because those numbers are very different for everyone. I, over sort of two years, the last two years, I did some work with the coach Madison Morrigan, and she talked a lot about a concept called energetic zero. So this is the idea that everybody has a different version of rock bottom or zero right? So for some people, they feel the panic and fear of having zero in their bank account if they've got 20 grand in savings. Like 20 grand in savings feels low and scary. Whereas some people, it doesn't start to feel panicky and scary until they're, you know, two grand into their overdraft. And that differs from person to person. And it's not based on necessarily anything logical but you have to figure out where your own energetic zero is where is the tipping point between you feeling safe and you feeling desperate and you need to stay the other side of that tipping point and be very clear on where it is and how you're going to keep away from it so that you can explore this pivot and do it in a really nice truthful way because the other place where people go wrong and I go wrong with a pivot is seeking total clarity in your pivot while you're still in it or even before you start it Because the thing is, you don't feel clear now in something that you do every day, that you can see and touch. So obviously, you're not going to feel clear in something that is completely theoretical, that you've just made up in your head and you haven't tested yet and you don't even really know if you like it. Like, you can't get to a point where you're like, I am totally clear that this is the path of my future when you've not even stepped on the path. So don't try to think I have to get this all 100% sorted out and certain in my head before I can carry on, before I can start, because that's just not 
ever, ever going to happen. And this is the reason why you need to buy the space, because you need the space to play. You need to have that space with pressure off to have a little timeline where there's no expectations. You're not needing or trying to match your old income in the next three months because you can't. You can't know. You don't know yet. And actually, because you don't know yet, you definitely don't want to set your business up doing something that you might potentially hate again and then you need to pivot again. So having this space to explore options on a small scale and you know have a start at writing a course and running it and see if you like it or not before you change your entire business model to running courses what you might find as well that you like your current work more because you're you've got this other space to express yourself in maybe if you start writing or painting or whatever it is you find that actually this work that was feeling unaligned I kind of like again now because it's not having to be my creative everything I think we don't value this playful time because we have this rush for certainty and we hate the discomfort of I don't know what I'm going to do in six months But as long as you have your, inverted commas, day job and you know your energetic zero and you know how far away from it you are, you can tell yourself that you are safe to play and to have a go at things. The key thing here is don't rush to find a solution Because what you'll end up with is what was quickest, not what is true. When you push yourself to pivot, when you push yourself to find the thing, you'll just end up with the thing that was quickest and easiest to do, not the thing that you actually love, not the thing that you actually want. So for me, this where I've sort of landed at the moment is... I was looking around at other people's business models and I sort of thought the ones that I felt most like I resonated with me as something that I'd like to do were the ones where people were like, I've had this idea for a really fun thing that I want to do, want to join. And they didn't know if they were going to run it again. They just felt really driven to create this thing. And so that's kind of where I'm trying to head myself in that playful way of I've got this idea I want to play with it I feel like it's going to be really useful how about you the other thing that I'm thinking about at the moment and reframing is that I've reframed my pivot as starting a new business because really that's kind of essentially what I'm doing. It's a a weird one because, yeah, I've had a blog since 2016. I've been self-employed since 
2017. So it feels like there should be all these years that I'm building on, and I guess I am. But I also know that the last couple of years have been a little bit messy, a little bit confusing for me as well as everyone else. And there's a lot of trust rebuild that I need to do, a lot of clearing up and reconnecting and re-inspiring. And a lot of that is the same as starting a business. When I very first began, it took me three months before I booked my first client. And it probably took another five, or no, it took five in total to get to a sort of comfortable place of booking regularly enough. So that's the timeline I've got to work with. Just because I've decided, oh, I'm ready now. (laughs) Everything's here, I'm ready. That's, you know, things aren't going to work on my timeline. And actually, I am restarting this business. So my timescales are three to six months. I've got my part-time job so that financially I'm safe. So in that three to six months, all I've got to do is reconnect by creating, hopefully, really good and useful content and play around with ideas for things that I want to create, for things that are going to be useful to people, serve the clients that I've got and just build. I think that's the thing. We want, it's like when on Grand Designs or any other architecture show, you see the computer rendering right at the beginning. We want that before we've laid the bricks. So the pivoting is laying the bricks. So hopefully that was a bit a bit helpful. <laughs> um, I think the key things that I'd love for you to take away is to remember to buy the space and to th- really think about what your energetic zero is and how you can ensure you feel financially safe enough to make sure that you are pivoting from a place of security and safety and abundance and not a place of panic and desperation. I want you to stop seeking total clarity before you start because that's never going to happen and I want you to not rush so that you don't end up with whatever was quickest rather than the thing that you really want to be doing. And play, explore, enjoy this small period where you get to figure out what it is you really want because yes it's a bit uncomfortable but it's also super fun if you let it be fun. So that is it for today. I will be back next week and I think that's it. If you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Let me know your thoughts. Share it online if you're listening. And yeah, have a great week.